Hi, guys. Fernandes Lockwood and making a cameo return engagement. Dennis Maffazzoli here on the Herald Tribune uh, podcast on the grid. You know, we checked the listeners last week. We only had 40 listeners. And then you guys really need to, to get your act together out there. We need more than 40 listeners. And I think it was because that Dennis wasn't here. I think now that Dennis is here... I think we'll have at least 42, 43. Well, we got I'm the back, gra- baby. Yeah, we got the uh, Grand Poobah of local knowledge here. So uh, come on, guys. Help us out and, uh, so we can keep this going for you. Well, maybe you're not touting enough. Are you putting this on Facebook and, and tweeting? You're, you're doing everything, right? Yeah, I feel like I'm the promo machine here. It's like, come on. we got to get some more followers. Well, we got to get some more listenership here. I'm thinking out loud, I mean, you, you're the assistant sports editor. Can't we somehow sync this into uh, the copy we run on the paper or we online? Have. We have been. On, 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 in the newspaper also? I don't know if it's in the newspaper. Okay, okay, I didn't, okay, okay, yeah. okay, yeah. very good. Uh, well, guys, uh, last week, uh, let's just briefly go over last week's games. There were only a, a couple of district matchups. Uh, Dennis, you were at uh, Cardinal Mooney as they moved to 4-0 and by destroying, not really destroying, rolling the Mantis 28-6 who moved to 0-4. What about Paul Meckley? Is this the Meckley magic? We're talking about Fitz magic. Is this the Meckley magic? Meckley magic is alive and well in Sarasota. Yeah. Um, he, uh, he's he got his kids playing uh, good, hard-nosed football. I know they uh, their passing game has been good. I know they're trying to get the running game, which is they try to do the whole second half. If they ever get that going, look out. I mean, uh, they're they're pretty formidable. I mean, they allowed six points. Does that speak to their defense, or does that speak to maybe a lack of firepower from Lemon Bay? Lack of firepower from Lemon Bay, who seemed to make mistakes at every time they um, did something well. There was a flag. There was a turnover. Um, they had they listed 28 guys on their roster, and they had a few guys on the sidelines. A few guys got hurt during the game, so they were playing not with a full deck, which is something you don't want to do against Cardinal Mooney. Uh, I've been accused by my friends of not playing with a full deck. Mm. Gee, imagine you know, that. Yes. After the last 31 years. <laughs> uh, well, let's move on. Uh, we were at, uh, you and I, Scott, were at the two only two district games in the area. You were at Manatee as they moved to 2-0 and in the district. Uh, really destroying Lute Steinbrenner. So they're getting their act together up there at the Canes? That game, it was a tale of two halves. I mean, in the first quarter, both teams combined for a whopping 46 yards of offense. And Steinbrenner committed, I think, penalties in four of the first five plays of the game. It just was not a pretty start. And it took some good defensive play late, and that's how Manatee broke it open in the fourth quarter to start uh, forcing some turnovers late and getting some points out of them, especially when two of them were inside the 10-yard line. So you're going to get touched. You should be getting touchdowns when that happens, and they did. And they were able to put uh, Steinbrenner away. I just uh, That's just uh, the way that district's always been. It looks like it's a, a two-horse race again between Riverview and Manatee. Does Manatee seem like... You know, uh, that they're sort of, the culture is sort of coming around to, you know, the not the new head coach, but uh, obviously, you know, he's not struggling anymore. He's adapted to the school and the school to him, you think? Well, I think it's 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 in, it's in going in the right direction up there. I mean, they made the playoffs last year in his first year, and since he's had a full offseason to work with these guys, and, you know, they're doing the two-headed uh, quarterback system for a while with Keon Fordham and Anthony Squateri, and Fordham started again this past week, and then... Once uh, Squateri came in, he played the rest of the game, and they do that to kind of create uh, matchup problems for the other team. And then he said, as they as they keep playing, they determine who go, who's their best suit. And it's been Squateri, I think, the two or three times they've done it, it's been him every time. So it uh, once they keep him in the game, it gave him an offensive spark, especially in the second half. You know, and uh, we, we might as well throw it out right now. All of the games on Friday, except 
Tampa Alonzo was at Manatee on a Thursday night. No, it's, it's actually back on Friday. It's now. back on Friday. What was the whole change? Uh, maybe you can explain that to our, our, our listener out I, there, I don't Dennis? think I can explain it. I think it was originally scheduled for Thursday, and now it's on Friday. Okay. I kind of, you know, I mean, I, I kind of like to have a games on two different days, you know. Remember, was it last year because of the rain? We had games on three different days. Was that last year, Dennis? I covered games on Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday. Right. And uh, sometimes Friday when it didn't rain. You know, I know we've had a couple of delays here and there, but for the most part, this season hasn't really been interrupted by rain, right? No, it hasn't. No. Uh, and I was at the other district game, Riverview over Alonzo. I mean, Riverview, and they score, what, 38 second period points. Do you realize how much help you have to get to score 38 points in one period? And Alonzo gave them that. Four straight possessions. They made mistakes. You know, fumbled on a snap on a punt. Did that. And they, you know, not a very good performance by Alonzo. But, hey, Riverview, they have two losses. But the two wins of their three wins are in district. Uh, do you think uh, Josh Minters will have that team Rocking and rolling by the end of the season, Dennis? There's, they seem to be trending in the right direction. I don't know what their problem was early. Maybe they had some injuries. Uh, maybe they just weren't together, just trying to figure out who they are and uh, you know, get ready for a good stretch run. I mean, it's going to come down to their game against Manatee, obviously. You know, when you lose a guy like Arthur Brantley, who has really made you go, and as we said before, made a lot of times something out of nothing, and when you lose that piece, it takes a while to sort of – uh, rejigger yourself to sort of recalibrate and become what they are now. And they're, and they're definitely getting better at it. Just a couple of other games. Uh, Port Charlotte bounces back. They uh, they handled Sarasota, which which fell to 1-4. and four. Charlotte moved to 4-1 and one over Fort Myers. And uh, what else? Uh, what, that was a big win for the Tarpons on the road at Fort Myers, who has a, a pretty formidable quarterback. But... I guess um, Alex Muse uh, took over the game late and um, did it with his feet, not with his arm. You know, St. Stephen's, uh, they beat Northside Christian pretty handily. They're at one of the marquee games this week uh, at Outer Door Academy, who had a bye week. That's 1A. Uh, w- w- one and 1A. I-, I mean, who's covering that game for us? Who's going to be out there? Yeah, that that could be a pretty. I mean, have you done your early handicapping? What do you think in that game? I've uh, I've gone back and forth. Uh, I mean, when I did uh, when I was out there at ODA a couple weeks ago to do their feature assignment on the defensive team, they were all already looking forward to this game. And so I think that's your arch rivalry in that lep for the uh, Sunshine State Athletic Conference in the local, at least locally. And um, I think that uh, they were kind of their defense had only given up 15 points, and then they played Bradenton Christian and gave up 24 alone in that game. So. I think that uh, with the way State Stevens is playing the, some ball, their running game is starting to come to fruition. They're, they're figured out their quarterback situation up there. I think they're going to be in for kind of a tough test. I think that home field goes to ODA. I, I had trouble picking this game, but it's uh, it's. I think it's going to come down to home field with it being at ODA, and uh, it's going to be a late score. I think it's gonna, not going to be the highest scoring game ever, but uh, should be a good one, especially for um, a small school game. And like it will that. be well attended. It should I be mean, at ODA. They, 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 they turn out well. You know, one game I forgot to mention last week, Palmetto, 3-2, and two, scoring 51 points over Lake Gibson. I mean, they're 3-2, and two, but they obviously have one of the finest offenses in the area, right? Or does this have a lot to do with their competition again? No, I don't think it's the competition. Uh-huh. I think it's their offense, but uh-huh. it was another slow start as they fell behind. Uh-huh. Something that... Um, they didn't want to do. I mean, they they didn't want to fall behind. I know that that was a point of contention after the Braden River loss, um, and uh, it seemed to fall behind. But they seemed to make it work. So, 
I remember before the season, you did a story about, I mean, every coach wants to win the state title, get to the state title game. But Coach Marino up there really seemed like he had a legitimate shot of of making the state tournament. Uh, obviously, it's still a work in progress up there, but the, he has the offense, obviously, right? right? Does he have the defense? It doesn't look that way. I mean, it, uh, if, you, if you're having to outscore opponents by 35 points in the second half to – Win games. I mean, that'll work in the regular season, but come time in, in November and December, that's, that's not the uh, formula you're going to need to win a lot of games. But hey, you know, w- when you know what you don't do well, you address it, you get better at it, and at the end of the season, hopefully you've, you've corrected all the problems that you have right now. Listen, guys, we see enough games. Defense uh, is at a premium a lot of times. I mean, these guys look like they either... Oh, yeah, we bring it up again. I mean, don't want to really tackle. They don't take the right angles. Then They don't pinch off the sideline. I see guys run down the sideline when all the guy had, defender has to do is use the sideline angle and knock them out of bounds, and they just run right down the sideline. You see that often too, Dennis, often, right? Often, yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. No, it, it happens. It happens. Hey, before we sort of handicap the biggest game this week that we sort of been pointing to, Dennis, you had your names associated with a couple of stories or at least one of them, the Knowledge McDaniel saga. Can you sort of wrap it up, the synopsis, once and for all? Why did this thing drag on as long as it did? Uh, well, appeal process. Um, they, um, they brought it to mediation on Thursday of last week. Um, they actually got a lawyer from Bradenton to plead their case. They got him to... Um, agree to play in all the regular season games but not the playoffs. That really wasn't what Braden River was looking for. From what I hear from the FHSA, the matter is done, that this is final. But you never know. Well, as somebody, as Dave Glazer made the point on Facebook, and I agreed with him, I mean, if you're going to punish the school, you can't separate the punishment from the school from the kid. I mean, if you're going to punish the school for not crossing the T's and dotting the I's, how do you divorce that punishment from the kid's punishment? If you're going to punish the school, the kid's going to suffer. It's kind of hard to, to separate that, right? Well, he did miss, his, miss the first two games. Right. You know, he was only supposed to play in the non-district games and not the playoffs. And now it's just the full regular season. So, I mean, you're still punishing the kids, you know. If they do make the playoffs, then they don't have one of their big weapons on offense. So, um, it, it's, it's been a mess. <laughs> I'll tell you. I've seen Knowledge McDaniel play, obviously. He's a fine player. You know, there's a a big hue and cry over this story, but he will get a scholarship. He will play on Saturdays somewhere next year, regardless of whether he plays in the playoffs or not. You agree with that? that, Yes, but that doesn't help Braden River in the playoffs. No, not at all. And that's a great segue. Great segue. You ought to use these in your writing, Dennis. A great segue (laughs) into this week's game. Uh, Braden Rivers 0-4 against Venice the last four games. Braden River v. Venice. Break it down, guys. You guys know these two teams very well. How about you, Scott? That's arguably area game of the year Uh, every year. Fiercest rivalry in the area. I think that uh, Venice has had their number the last four four years, as you know. Of course, twice in the playoffs. I think both playoff wins were like watching video games out there the way they were both scoring points. And the one thing that we uh, got to take into effect this year is Venice doesn't have Carpenter. They don't have Hiley. They don't have all those guys on defense anymore. And like we were just talking about Knowledge McDaniel coming back for Braden River, to me that seems like that's going to be kind of an X factor for Braden River in this game. And Venice, when they when they faced a uh, tough offense, Vero Beach, they had trouble with them, obviously. Lewis, they, they gave up 42 points in that game. 
Uh, they gave up 25 to plant in the kickoff classic. That was the tie. It was 25-25 that night. And if they've had, if they face good offenses, that's kind of been a linchpin for them. But their defense has been getting better, and it's, it was a tough one to pick. And I think that uh, they haven't seen somebody like Brian Batie all yet, e- all year yet either. And that's going to be something tough. And one thing that um, I was out at Braden Rivers practice yesterday talking to their offensive line group, and they're prepped up for a pretty big battle because Venice's defensive line, it doesn't matter who's playing there, they're strong every year. And that's one of the strengths of that team. So this is a tough one to pick. Um, I kind of sort of think that with McDaniel coming back, yeah, that might give Braden River the spark they need. And, of course, they Venice has – they're just been mad at Venice, and that's the rivalry's big time for more than reasons. We, we talk about this forever. But And Powell Davis, as you know, probably the, the toughest place to play in this area. But I still think that Braden River might have a big enough chip on the shoulder maybe to eke this one out. Dennis, how do you how, how do you, what's the skinny? How do you break it down? Uh, I saw Braden River yeah. against Palmetto. Um, their offensive line looked a little gassed at the end of that game. They were getting pushed around a little bit. The Braden River secondary was not um, airtight. Let's put it that way. Um, you know, a kid like Hayden Wolf, if he gets into a rhythm, he can um, pick them off a little bit. Um, I the Venice's lines are just so much, they're so dominant. I mean, they, they dominated Charlotte, who prides themselves on having a pretty good line, both sides. And and Binky even said, Charlotte coach Binky Waldrop even said that it was worse on, on film, you know, after the Venice game, um, seeing how bad they got dominated on the line. So if Venice d- dominates the line, I could see them pulling out a win. Guys, I haven't seen either team. How have either team been doing in the turnover category? Because as you know, turnovers, obviously you lose a game more than you win it sometimes. Have these two teams not been making mistakes and turnovers? Or has one team been saddled with a, with a few? I don't think Venice has uh. turned the ball over too much since uh. the Vero Beach game. I know Braden River threw an interception against Palmetto late, but um, Brian Guy came back with a huge touchdown pass that turned out to be the game winner. So I'd say they limited them. Um, I, I don't think either team's if – if either team makes a mistake, then it's certainly going to help the other team's cause. Well, you know, Venice has the home field advantage, but it's like you said. They lost their top quarterback, obviously, their top wide receiver. you got Gag coming back with Braver, and you have Batie up there. So if you're, if you're talking about pieces of the puzzle – it seems like uh, Braden River right now has a few more than uh, than Venice had, at least, when the last time they faced. I, say, I haven't seen Venice since week two, so obviously things have changed since then. I saw Braden River more recently than that. I think it's going to be another – it's going to be a track meet again. It always is between these two teams, and it's going to be a fun one. Dennis, you're going to have fun up there covering that one for us. This will be the first one I've missed of that, of that battle, but uh, – Looking forward to seeing how this turns out either way. Uh, Dennis, uh, give me give me your pick on this. Uh, how do you I'm, see this thing? I'm leaning toward Venice. Because? Because of their lines. Because of their line, which is where a lot of most football games at least start. Yeah, and, that's and is that's where line. I'm leaning. I mean, that's, you know, I saw the way they dominated Venice. I mean, uh, Charlotte. Um, you know, I did, also did see the, the Vero Beach game, and that was more, you know, finesse by Vero Beach. Um, and Venice probably getting their feet on the ground. You know, guys, when a team loses four straight games to an opponent, and obviously Coach Bradley's transgressions have been well documented by us at the paper, and uh, you could say that one of them at least was, was tilted toward trying to beat Venice. 
I mean, when you go into a game, you've lost four in a row. Can you get your kids almost wound too tight? I mean, Bradley and Peacock know how to prepare their teams. But in this game, does preparation beforehand, keeping a level head, going to make any difference? Or are these two teams veteran enough where they know what the score is here of this game? I think they know what's what's at stake. I think they know what the score is. I think they just got to go out and, and play to the best of their ability. Yeah, I think so, too. But they, one thing they might uh, be stressing a little bit about over is the winner of this game is probably going to get a home playoff game out of this. And uh, it's these coaches know what they're doing, like you say. I don't think they can get in their minds too much. Veteran Veterans on both sides of the ball on both teams. I, I just think they're going to be ready. It's not going to be too hyped up in those locker rooms outside of the Venice. And you walk in the Venice locker room, you see the beat Braden River sign right there on the door up at Braden River. I didn't see anything like that yesterday. So they know what they just they know what time it is. And uh, Friday night's gonna, that's going to be the place to be if you're uh, wanting to see some big school football. Well, we, so you, we, you, oh, go ahead. We I, can segue into the uh, weekly football power ratings that came out for the first time. The uh, FHSA. Okay, before we do that, so there's no chance of Peacock uh, decorating. The Pirates locker room with uh, diapers and toilet paper. I would certainly no, hope not. I would certainly hope not. Yep. Uh, Dennis, as you were saying. The uh, FHSA weekly football power ratings uh, rankings came out. Right. And I'll go through them. I'll read them out, and then uh-huh. you guys can comment. We'll go 8A. Manatee 6th, and Riverview is 13th, which is outside looking in. For Riverview, Manatee is... Probably on the road the first uh, round. From what from what I've seen of Riverview, that's a fair ranking. They have to get some things together on that team, and I think Josh Smithers knows that. Right, I, I agree I with mean, that. Uh, Manatee, it seemed like maybe a little bit high for them. I don't know. It, uh, it's that district. It's going to be coming out who wins that district, and one of those two teams will go on the road in the first round, and it's 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 kind of I don't know. It's kind of a tough draw right there. Seven A is the most interesting one because Braden River is first in Region Three. Venice is third in Region 3. Palmetto is fifth in Region 3. That's a pretty good... Um, is, that, is that pretty representative? Is that pretty fair, you think? You've seen all these teams play. I mean, is that... I mean, why the top spot? What, what's, what's going on there? I, I, probably strength of schedule. I mean... And is they, are they looking at who Venice lost? Obviously... Well, Vero Beach is an 8 school that's... Um, I think they're still undefeated. Yeah, I think they're up to number three now in the recent poll in yeah. 8A. But, uh, you know, they got – and then Braden River lost to that t- Trinity – was a Jacksonville Christian or whatever yeah. the school is up there. And they're they're in state title contention every year. And it uh, that's that's definitely going to be – all three of those teams, we can see them making the playoffs like they did last year with this point system that we use. And, uh, like, number one on this list is going to be who wins Friday night between Braden River and Venice. 6A, Charlotte 6th, and Port Charlotte is 11th. You've seen both of these teams play. Yeah, um, that's probably representative. Uh-huh. Which, uh, poor Charlotte's lost to um, Cape Coral, and uh, you know Charlotte's win over Fort Myers. Right. I mean, that's you know that's pretty much you know Port Charlotte's going to have to that's some catching up to do. Five um, A is also interesting because uh, right now Southeast is the only team uh-huh. in. They're eighth. Uh, Booker is ninth without well, a win. Without a win. Manate- or, um, Lemon Bay is eleventh. Without, Without a win. win. And Bayshore is 14th. And they they have three wins. Loss. They have three yes. wins. Three yeah. wins. Right. Yeah. So Go figure that. Um, it must be strength of schedule. Are they thinking that Bayshore has just done it 
uh, so far with These with are, mirrors. This, this all goes smoke and mirrors. The, so there's a there's a system. There's you no know, thinking involved. I'll tell you this: John Bizoons can't be happy about this. Let no, me tell you, he's got a lot of catching up to do. <laughs> Jesus. Um, and and in three A region three, Cardinal Mooney is first, which doesn't surprise doesn't surprise me at all. Me at all. No. Doesn't surprise me whenever Paul Meckley is associated with winning. You know right. what I mean? No matter what program he goes to. I, I know we all like Paul because he's the veteran coach, but he really knows his stuff. Guys, we're up to 20 minutes. Anything else uh, that we want to drop in here before we sign off? The Venice High volleyball team is in Chicago. They're not the only team playing for a big thing like the Cubs are against the Cardinals this weekend. Um, they're in the ASIC tournament. Um, a lot of good teams in there, 24 teams, and uh, Venice is the only uh, team from Florida. Uh, before we, uh, nice shout out for the Indians. How did IMG do when they went out to uh, Cali? They lost twenty eight twenty four on uh. the last uh, minute touchdown by a pretty good quarterback. Um, probably the best quarterback that program's ever faced. And he's going um, to USC. I remember doing that yeah. and scouting about that. Yeah, yeah, no, San, yeah. Santa Ana, and um, they they also play this week uh, Saturday against uh, Miami Northwestern. I got home from the office Friday night, and there was the game on TV. It was on TV. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I yep. tell you. They had a, uh, IMG had a couple guys ejected early. They called a lot of penalties in that game. Um, but it, it, <laughs> there were some athletes on the field, I can tell you that from hey, what I saw. Them. We can't forget this. Bryce Carpenter start, starting Saturday? Bryce Carpenter uh-huh. starting Saturday for Coastal Carolina. At Troy. Why? What's the matter with the starter? Or are they just ready no, for to move him the, up? The starter got hurt. He right. was like, in one of the rankings, he was ranked third in the country uh, behind two pretty good other quarterbacks. So he's got some pretty big shoes to fill. But he's thrown a couple touchdowns. He went five for five last week. He, he, ran, hit, he hit his old colleague yep. right <laughs> at yeah. Venice. Yep. Got a couple touchdown passes to uh, Javon Hiley. Doing well. A lot, a lot of good. Uh, um, Airy guys are performing well in college. As it is every year. We are, sometimes we don't hear about these guys, then we see their name in the agate or the small type, and it's like, wow, remember him at such and such a school. Anything else before we sign off? Yeah, I think we've uh, covered it all. It's just going to be another fun Friday night this week for sure. It will. I will be at uh, – what game do you have me at? I'm at Riverview, right? Yes. I'm at Riverview. Uh, they had a fine press box spread last week. But Sarasota is still reigning supreme. I got to hand it to the Sailors. They're not doing much on the field, but up in the press box, they are scoring touchdowns. I'll give a shout out to the Manatee yeah, press box. I know we're going on. We're talking about food here. Does Manatee still roll out a, a spread fit for a king? So let's. Spread so this is. So this is what happened last week. I know we, they have restaurants that fight each other to be a sponsor. Of the so team. last week there was some kind of a filet, filet mignon steak slider sandwich there waiting for you when you got in there. And, of course, everybody knows what comes into that press box. you talking about the shake pit? Yeah, the shake pit. They hooked everybody up again. It was uh, about 12 different kinds of milkshakes up there in that press box. And, uh, and you know, those of us who were trying to lose weight, uh, Amante's press box was not the place to be Friday night. But, hey, was it good? And it's always a good time No, they always reign supreme when it, when it comes. They always have different restaurants that come cater uh, that night. Dennis, uh, what's, the, what's the best food down we, in South we, County? We should mention that um, – Someone's not going to be in the Manatee press box. Oh, um, f- um. great point, Dennis. You know, Dave Bristow, I mean, he worked for the sheriff's department, but obviously a lot of us knew him for broadcasting Manatee games, doing there. Great guy. Tragic, tragic, tragic. death at 859. Yeah. And I was sitting there right with him on Friday night talking about some stuff. It just yeah. seems unbelievable. 
I mean, uh, I read the story. Can we surmise that he passed away of a heart attack? Was uh, that it? I, they said natural causes, but, I mean, he was in shape. Talk about right. you know, being in shape and, uh, you know, just a wealth of knowledge when it came to Manatee football. I mean, and the area football. I mean, he was, he was up on a lot of, you know, the other teams, too. Right. I'm sure uh, when they have the service for, for Dave, a viewing or whatever, it might be a celebration of life. They're going to have half of Manatee, Manatee uh, County there. I'm sure. I, yeah. that's, a, uh, that's a great way uh, to remember him, Dave, uh, Dennis, and thanks for bringing it up, too. I would have forgot about it. I uh, don't want to end on a downer note, but uh, uh, unfortunately it is. And uh, next week, what's we still, that? We still have to do our locks of the week. Oh, no, I think we... <laughs> Uh, okay, I'm going to go with Venice at, at this pick. Uh, really? I, I, I agree with Dennis. I think the line matters. I think the home field advantage is worth one or two, three points maybe. I don't know. And uh, I'm picking Venice in this. Uh, the lock of the week. All right, what's your lock of the week this week? I think we're both un, uh, undefeated on this, right? I'm going to take uh, Port Charlotte over North Fort Myers this week. Okay. Yeah, I think we'll, we'll go with that. Well, I'm going to go out on a limb and take IMG over uh, Northwestern, bounce back after losing their first time in 41 games. Guys, should I tackle the Lakewood Ranch at Northport game? <laughs> well, we'll, we'll recap that next week. <laughs> yeah, We'll give a full recap next week. All right, guys, I'm going I'm going on a limb. I'm saying southeast over the Soto County. That, that's that's going to be... A, am I really out there on a limb, or am I on safe terra firma? With the way southeast plays defense, and actually both of those teams can play defense, right. so that's not going to be a very high-scoring game at all out there in Arcadia. So you know, it could be. Years ago, not to reminisce, we used to cover DeSoto County. I covered many a game out there at DeSoto County. And uh, remember that the phone they had, the black phone they had right off the coach's office? Yes. Man, if that phone didn't work... Or whatever you were screwed because that was back in the days of the couplers yeah. and the shack. Yeah, remember that the tandy. Yes. Uh, okay, we're down reminiscing alley, uh, reminiscing road is over. Uh, we'll see you guys next week for Scott Lockwood, for Dennis Mafazoli. I'm Doug Fernandes. We'll see you next week on the podcast on the grid.